Good evening, everyone. It's great to be joining you this evening and wish you a very happy St. Valentine's Day. I really hope that you have had all the love that you need today, that you have received gifts, that you have been you have been looked after, you have been pampered by your nearest and dearest, and Valentine's Day has brought you everything that you hoped it would. When Amy asked me a week or so ago to come and to speak to you this evening for our youth service on the theme of love, I thought my mind was drawn back to the hit song from 1984 by Tina Turner, What's Love Got to Do With It? The lyrics of the chorus asking, what's love but a second-hand emotion or a sweet old-fashioned notion? Strange sentiments for today, 14th of February, St. Valentine's Day, when we think about those we care about the most and share gifts to show our love for them. Some would say that we live in a society that is centred on greed and self, where countries are competing for COVID vaccines, rich countries are polluting our planet and exploiting our poorer neighbours. And there appears to be little thought for future generations or our neighbours, be they local or international. This is the world that you guys are going to inherit. But if you follow the message that Christ brings, Contrary to Tina Turner's, love really has everything to do with it. The story of Jesus being asked about the greatest commandment is one that is really familiar to us and appears in three of the gospel accounts. His response was, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your strength. The second greatest is this, you shall love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Throughout his life, Christ demonstrated this love, not just to his friends, to those to whom he was the closest, but to those who would have been regarded as misfits or losers by his associates and the elite of his society. He showed love to those who didn't fit in because of their actions, their origins or their gender. You probably have friends, I know I do, who think that Christ's message has passed its sell-by date, is no longer good for you, and you need to look for an alternative. Like so many foods that are no longer seem to be good for us or are harming the planet, we can now have oat milk, almond milk, coconut milk, and so on and so on. We can find fulfilment at the gym, on the Xbox, on social media, or in shops. I'm telling you folks, Christ's message is as relevant now, if not more so, than it was 2,000 years ago. We've heard a passage from Paul's letter to the Corinthians this evening. Probably one of the most well-known passages due to its popularity at weddings. Paul wrote this letter around 20 years or so after Jesus died to a fellowship that he loved and knew well in the Greek city of Corinth that was part of the Roman Empire. This fellowship was Christian. This was a group of believers struggling with the conflicting issues of being Christian and the culture in which they were living. Divided by its arrogance, as it was a society for whom sexual immorality was an issue and was confused about marriage, divorce and relationships. Sound familiar? In the earlier chapters, Paul focuses on all of each of these issues facing the church. 
in Corinth, the church in Corinth. But it is in this, this chapter that we have heard this evening that he gets down to the nitty gritty. That love should be at the heart of every aspect of their worship and their lives. It isn't about the words we use, the knowledge we have, or the things we do. Without love, they are pointless in God's eyes. As young people, you will observe others in your church community who seem to be able to talk about their faith with such confidence, who can pray using incredible words and put all the right words in all the right places. You will have encounters with those who seem to understand everything, can work it all out and can talk about faith issues in a way that make you feel inadequate. There will be those who seem to be able to serve others, make sacrifices to the point that you may think, I can't possibly do that. God knows what is on your heart. Paul tells us that to speak in tongues without love makes us a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Loads of noise, but an empty sound. He reminds us that the ability to solve all mysteries and to have huge faith without love is nothing. And making sacrifices and enduring hardship without love gains nothing. Without love, what is the motivation? So, what does Christian love look like and how do we begin to show it? Paul tells us that love is patient, kind, does not boast, lacks pride, does not dishonour, and doesn't seek to benefit itself, doesn't bear grudges, is trusting, hopeful and preserving. Quite a list. If we are to show those qualities to our neighbours, we need to start with loving ourselves. Over the last year, our lives have changed beyond recognition. The opportunities to see our friends and our wider families have been taken away from us. We've been faced with new ways of working, whether that be in our career or our education. The people we long to hug are faces on a flat screen. This goes against all our instincts. God created us to be in communities. We need contact with other human beings. We have all had time since last March when we've had enough, when we've struggled, felt that we are failing and, let, and are letting everyone down. It's essential that we show some of this love to ourselves. You need to be patient with yourselves. We need to be kind to ourselves. Cut ourselves a bit of slack. If you are struggling, take some time out. Talk to God. He is there and he loves you. Yes, we all have deadlines and targets, but that still small voice of calm will keep you going. In being kind to yourself, focus on yourself. Don't get drawn into what others are doing. Theodore Roosevelt, the American president at the turn of the last century, said this quote, the comparison is the thief of joy. Comparing our lives to those of others can lead us to feelings of dissatisfaction and worthlessness. We are told that love doesn't envy. Looking at others, be their school friends, neighbours, brothers and sisters, however tempting it may be, is no help. You, yes you, are fearfully 
and wonderfully made. God has a plan for you to prosper and not to harm you. Rest in that. By loving yourself, take time. Taking time, committing time to God each day, it is amazing how your capacity to show his love to others will increase. So how do we, in 2021, live a Christian life? When we're faced with similar distractions to the church in Corinth. Humans are humans after all. And they can be tempted by the same vices today as they were then. It is so easily accessible. Alcohol. Drugs. Pornography. Gambling. We have access to technology now. And these are all just a click away. We are faced with peer pressure and a desire to be accepted by those around us. Being patient with ourselves, being kind and giving ourselves time with God enables us to deal with the issues that face us while not losing credibility with our peers. In the New Testament, there are three Greek words that are used for love. Paul uses the word agape. This is the love of God. A love that gives attention to people, not caused by attraction and not necessarily mutual, but it is a love that is given by someone when they need it. God, when they see a need for that love. God loves us because he loves us. Not because we, attract, or we are attractive, but because we need it. A love that is willing to pay the price. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The problems we have in our society are caused by a lack of this love. This love never fails. Paul writes that when he was a child, he talked, thought and reasoned like a child. But when he became a man, he put away childish things. That agape love gives you a different perspective. As small children, we want to fill our own needs. We are unable to understand the needs of others. Filled by God's spirit, we can show his love to the world around us. The Apostle John wrote in his first letter, and this is the message translation. My beloved friends, let us, to conti let us continue to love each other, since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you can't know him if you don't love. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. My dear, dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. No one has seen God ever, 
But if we love one another, God dwells deeply within us and his love becomes complete in us. Perfect love. So, on this Valentine's Day, thinking of love, my prayer is that at this difficult time that we're all going through, we can give ourselves a little bit of God's love, give ourselves that time, that patience and that kindness to rest with God, to pamper ourselves in God's presence. If we just sit and listen to him and take that time, we can equip ourselves to go on and to show that love to others. My prayer for you today is that you experience God's love and you are able to share God's love in this coming week and months. Thank you.